This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. And quickly before we get started, if you would hit that subscribe button and that bell, I notify you on everything and anything in the world of anime and manga. I'll do you the service if you hit them buttons. Hit them. Okay, people, so first story on the docket of this massive episode of Forever News. For starters, I wanted to jump into Black Clover. We got a couple of pieces of Black Clover news in particular, starting off with it seems as though Shonen Jump is trying to be innovative. It seems as though they're looking at certain properties and they're like, yo, don't let's try something because as you know the space of anime and manga has been building and slowly but surely exploding like it's never been before with popularity and it seems as though shonen jump was like i bet we got something for you we're gonna try this you ready for it because according to this article it says black clover will be holding a special tv anime virtual exhibition on vr chat the event will be entirely free to attend and will be starting on february 20. Third, now initially I was thinking to myself, as a matter of fact, still I'm thinking to myself, Black Clover VR experience, like, huh? Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing or whatever, but it felt like Shonen Jump just picked the name out of a hat and was like, yo, dog, we want to expand in the VR market. At the end of the day, at some given point, VR, the fact that they're pushing millions and millions and millions of dollars into this whole thing, you know, the metaverse and all of that stuff, VR, they're probably looking at it as whenever it does become a staple. It's going to be completely humongous, so much so that they're like, well, we're going to start, you know, marking our territory, so to speak, and little by little getting people involved, and they decided to start off with Black Clover, like maybe some other series that they just really haven't publicized have been doing things like this, and if so, hats off to them for being innovative in general with their manga and anime and trying new ways to get people aboard, but I'm still like, why Black Clover? (laughs) And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like we're going to probably have access to that it'll probably be like region locked to japan but again things like this is the little bit of the smoke before the fire comes when it comes to where they're going with things next if they're trying little things like this out now we could very well be looking at shonen jump you know jump force 2 the vr experience or something crazy like that or they could i don't know have some vr exclusive anime episodes the only way to watch these things is on vr and they're super encrypted so it's difficult to you know rip it out of there or something like that which pirates will find the way but yeah this is just like super bizarre for black clover especially considering it's like entering its grand finale you know it's on the final arc and stuff like that if anything i would have expected him to be like yo we're gonna try starting some vr stuff with one piece because one piece you're guaranteed that there's already gonna be some people that have vr it's so big so many people are into it so many multi-generational you know what i'm saying fan bases like yeah one piece probably would have been the move but i don't know maybe their analytics is telling them that black clover fans are super Super susceptible to jumping on VR chat. Wild stuff, but yeah. Then we got a little bit more Black Clover related news because while Jump is doing all of that, we got to look at the updated sales chart for Black Clover's manga, the success, the declines, all of the above. Let's take a look. Because as you can see with Black Clover, of course, like any other manga, it started off, you know, humble beginnings, doing about like probably 75,000 copies with volume one. And little by little, it is interesting to note that it seems as though volume 15 was the peak of black clover so let me do a jump cut right here so i could check out what volume 15 even was so it seems as though that was when they were gearing up to create squads and mario leona was involved or whatnot i mean she's on the cover of it so the mario leona volume was the peak of black clover sales and since then it kind of went downhill but i also will throw the argument that it wasn't anything in particular to do with that arc it seems as though from the anime start around volume 13 that's when black clover saw 
little bit of a jump, nothing extravagant, nothing significant, but it went from, well, actually, I take that back. It went from doing about, what is that, 175 to 180 to jumping up to close to 250. It did like maybe 225, 230 or something like that. And yes, yeah, since then it's been downhill, but I would throw the argument that with the last few volumes, it looks like the decline has kind of been not necessarily completely dissolved, but it looks as though like with the manga, it's been slowly going down, but not as rapidly as it was initially where you seen like, yo, across two volumes is dropping dramatically. So Black Clover, while it's doing pretty much for the most part, part for the course of what a Shonen Jump series does once it's on decline, I will commend the fact that at the very least the last few volumes haven't been the most extreme drop-offs and even up to the latest volume the one where we had like that that super break in between volumes for Tabata to like you know do research for the final arc or whatnot even with the big break the latest volume isn't far off from the previous volume and volume 32 actually had outdid volume 31 so we was actually seeing whether it be a small or not but nevertheless a small increase in Black Clover and we've seen that like look at volume 20 again like it kind of went up so black clover is like the fan base is so hardcore for it that occasionally they'll drag a few people in so it's not completely shrinking and whatnot but yeah black clover it's definitely on the decline but it looks like it's fighting its heart out to not completely go down to you know where the manga began in sales and yeah i gotta commend it this is black clover's sales evolution so to speak uh it's doing okay-ish but you could tell that this is probably also another reason why black clover is ending soon because sales aren't outstanding and while they're slightly trying to stabilize it's probably at that point where not only Tabata's ready to go Jump is probably like yo we're gearing up for the next gen fam wrap it up your sales aren't the greatest either which is wild but yeah that's probably a part of the whole situation either way this was Black Clover baby moving forward I found this story to be very fascinating because in case you ain't been hearing the murmurings and the anime and manga community and honestly writers around the world and artists around the world world a lot of people have been very upset about the emergence of ai it's been quite a bit now since they've started developing and releasing publicly these apps where you could write whatever you know what i'm saying you could write goku flying across the moon and it'll draw it the best way it can obviously they don't have copyright ideally they shouldn't be able to replicate it but the big problem with ai is the fact that yo dog it is stealing from other art to create that art it's using like a million million pictures in its database and using that as reference to draw and make whatever you want it to make and a lot of fans and creatives alike are not excited about that on top of the fact that yo dog this would be replacing our favorite mangaka and you would lose a little bit of that soul and passion when it's just you know a heartless bot that is putting it together so a lot of people are still very much so against AI however it seems as though the manga industry is like yo fam we about to get it and we gonna get this AI manga popping because yeah there's an AI manga coming because according to this article it says an AI drawn manga is about to make its debut you might not expect the art world to drum up a lot of drama but you'd be dead wrong there with the new year upon us it seems the budding controversy regarding AI art is only getting bigger from harsh ethical debates to ownership issues AI generated art has prompted all sorts of controversy and now it seems like a publisher in Japan is sparking more debate with an AI drawn manga the update comes from Root put as the manga creator is teaming with Shin Chosha to make an AI drawn manga. According to the publisher, its Bunch Comics imprint will publish the experimental manga on March 9th and all eyes are on the project to see how it fares. After all, Rupert will be using AI software to make a sci-fi manga from scratch. From editing to assembly, the whole thing will be done using AI, but the story will not be made up. Instead, Rupert's manga will reimagine the old Japanese legend of Momotaro. The manga will begin with an odd couple finding a mysterious boy outside of their strip club and Neo Okoyama, things get messy when they realize the kid has valuable data at hand and Momotaro or Peach John in the manga will be tasked with protecting the info from foes. As you can see above the stills from this upcoming manga scream cyberpunk and it is wild knowing it was done by AI. Well let, 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 let's backtrack hold on because now they're getting into their opinion so let me give mine. Because we have a couple of shots of this against cyberpunk P 
Peach John and the art. Yeah, as far as like if I didn't know any better, I would be like, wow, yo, somebody put in a lot of time. Like this will probably take Sui Ishida, I don't even know, at least a few different days and a few different sessions to complete it with all of the strokes and whatnot. But it's like, yo, an AI made it. And again, going to, you know, a couple of the pages is like, yo, dog, it looks, it looks good. Even this page right here, I really like this page too. It's like, it looks good, but the fact that it's AI is honestly going to be a difficult thing for me to really wrap my brain around, to be honest with you. And I could definitely tell that with the March 9th release, we're probably going to see a massive, uh, yeah, battle ensue between creatives and that. I would say my best solution to this whole thing is if you're a creative and you're worried about this manga and you're worried about AI, ignore it ignore this whole thing when march 9th comes and they start drumming up with promo and people are pushing it around don't reply to it don't say nothing to it just act like it doesn't exist because the more you contribute to it the faster this ai thing is gonna get off the ground and into you know what i'm saying the stratosphere so to speak i know a lot of people are like yo but if we go at it and if we try to boycott okay you're gonna stop this one now and then another one's gonna come and another one's gonna come so i would say my best advice is if you're against this cyberpunk peach thingy majig probably just ignore it because it's gonna yeah i mean ai is coming inevitably and i'm not even gonna lie yes the art just if i'm being honest it does look appealing to the eye however again it's like it's ai not your eye and just in general it's like wow you know they really got some gojones so to speak to be even trying to push this considering the climate right now especially with artists creatives alike are like yo dog no we don't want that in our community so it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens with ai moving forward but as it stands right now there's a new ai manga coming march 9th let's see what happens Moving forward, in case you don't know or you somehow been living under a rock for the last few months, uh, we recently seen the passing of the iconic and legendary voice of Batman from Batman the Animated Series and many, many, many different iterations of the character in general, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy passed and uh, I'm still at this point in shock like, wow, that's forever gonna be batman to me however we recently got word from mark hamill the voice of the joker who has been notorious for when kevin conroy plays batman chances are if joker's in that movie or that tv show or whatever you're gonna have mark hamill playing joker and they've been like a duo and it seems as though with the passing of kevin conroy mark hamill isn't really looking to ever return to the joker let's read mark hamill explains why he will likely never return as the joker mark hamill revealed the sad reason that he probably won't be playing the joker in any batman projects empire magazine caught up with the star wars legend to talk about that stint as the clown prince of crime in his career when the topic shifted to kevin conroy's untimely passing hamill did not mince words there is no batman the animated series joker without the iconic dark knights actors wonderful tones in some way it's fitting you really can't imagine one side of their banter without the other some fans might be sad to hear this news but it's a fitting testament to the kind of performer that conroy was and the shadow his absence cast on animated depictions of batman moving forward they would call and say they want you to do the joker and my only question was is kevin batman if they said yes i would say i'm in we were like partners hamill explained we were like laurel and hardy without kevin there there doesn't seem to be a batman for me the entire comics world was shocked when Kevin Conroy passed away. His death was felt by the larger pop culture landscape as well. When DC Comics published a statement in the hours afterward, a lot of people wanted to know what Hamill would say about his longtime friend and collaborator. It's no surprise that he came through with a heartfelt summary of how instrumental he was to making Batman the animated series the childhood touchstone it is for so many. Kevin was perfection, Mark Hamill reflected on his cape crusading counterpart. He was one of my favorite people on the planet, and I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him his decency shown through everything he did every time i saw him or spoke with him my spirits were elevated and i'll be honest with you i don't know how i'm gonna feel about batman stuff moving forward in particular when it comes to animated stuff like i always wanted to see if we ever got like a batman beyond movie kevin play old bruce wayne or something like that like i always thought at some point that's gonna happen and maybe they'll find a way to make mark hamill's voice come out of whatever joker is in there if they do like you know the joker returns like batman beyond so the fact that kevin conroy is gone and the fact that mark hamill is like there's no batman for the joker to go to like that was 
Batman. I feel him. I absolutely feel him. And if he never decides to return to playing the Joker again, I completely understand him. I will say that fans would appreciate because of the fact that we no longer have Kevin to at least still have Mark Hamill playing the Joker moving forward. But, you know, got to respect his wishes if he really doesn't have his heart in it anymore. If, if Kevin leaving us was something that he just can't bear to keep on doing the role, I understand. Maybe it's time to move things along. Uh, but forever, they will be the voices of what I remember from the Batman the Animated Series. Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as Joker. What a legendary duo, dog. And I can't believe it. It's like we legit are witnessing the end of one of the biggest eras in Western cartoon history of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Rest in peace again to Kevin Conroy and condolences to his family. And uh, yeah, uh, sad situation all around. But we got to respect if Mark Hamill no longer wants to do the Joker he has his right to okay people next up we have a little bit of controversy ensuing in the anime world because it happens every year and apparently we're gearing up for the crunchyroll awards and we got the nominations for the categories here we're gonna read them off and honestly i really want you to tell me what you think about these nominations for these categories i have not seen much of it yet so we'll be witnessing this for the first time together unless you already saw it and you just wanted to come in here for neb's opinion then hey you're awesome so yes, the time has come. Anime Award Voting 2023 is open. And for starters, the nominees for Anime of the Year, the big enchilada, off rip, is Attack on Titans Final Season Part 2, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Arc, Lee Chorus Recoil, Ranking of Kings Core 2, Spy family i'm not even gonna lie this is super strange shouldn't they be already counting like chainsaw man and bleach thousand year blood war or is this like before their airing although cyberpunk edge runners came out right around or maybe slightly before that's gonna be super strange like imagine when they do get to chainsaw man it's gonna be like yo chainsaw man anime of 2023 dog that happened in 2022 what are they doing with this like unless they just didn't count chainsaw man but it looks like they're stopping at a certain point and it's like uh, honestly, I would probably say Chainsaw Man was anime of the year for me. I really would have to think deeply about it, but off rip, it would at the very least be 100% a nomination. So the fact that they're not, I'm guessing there's some sort of closing point, and that's why it's not available and not eligible, but that's very silly because... So you're going to crown Chainsaw Man anime of the year next year, even though it aired in 2022. Then we got Best Original Anime Nominees with Birdie Wing, Golf Girl Story, Healer Girl, Licorice recoil the orbital children vampire in the garden yude deco okay i i'm not familiar with pretty much none of these all right well they're originals so maybe some check out then we got best character design cyberpunk edge runners that art was pretty dope demon slayer kimesu no yaiba uh i might have to go with demon slayer i don't know uh jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean jojo's always looks fantastic uh my dress up darling ranking of king's core 2 and spy family i'm giving that one to demon slayer that's my vote and for the previous ones let's see the original i really can't say on that one and out of that list of anime of the year nominees it's a toss-up between aot and and Demon Slayer. I'll be honest with you. I'd have to again think a little more of that. But if I am just going with my gut. It will probably be Attack on Titan. But again Demon Slayer Season 2 was just. It was great it was great it was i was gonna say nasty but that's not a great compliment it, it was it was fantastic then we got for best animation akebi sailor uniform attack on titan final season part 2 cyberpunk edge runners demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba ranking of king's core 2 and spy family what they're using the same anime same five anime for everything like what uh and yeah that's gonna go to demon slayer best animation no no contest there period like yeah that's my vote uh best new series call of the night cyberpunk edge runners the chorus recoil my dress of darling spy family your boy kong ming um give it a spy family it, it's pretty awesome or cyberpunk i'm not gonna lie cyberpunk edge runners from what i saw was pretty dope but i'm gonna go with spy family i love the wholesome feel of it i love seeing you know this little story that is honestly getting a lot of waves and it's kind of dope to see because it's a little bit different then we got best continuing series uh with attack on titan final season part two yeah they just keep picking the same five anime over and over uh demon slayer Di uh, entertainment district kaguya sama jojo's bizarre adventure made in abyss one piece okay i just want to throw in one piece because they never nominate one piece for anything in these awards so i'm going for one piece i don't care i'm doing it and you can't stop me 
<laughs> Best opening sequence nominees Chichiki Banban Queendom Ya Boy Kong Min Mixed Nuts Official Hige Dandism by Spy Family uh, Naked Hero Vondi Ranking of Kings Core 2 Rumbling Rumbling Part 2 of Attack on Titan Final Season This Fire Franz Ferdinand from Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Zankyo Sanka Aimer from Demon Slayer's Entertainment District Arc. I'm going to go for that one with the rumbling because even when I say it, I start getting excited. Rumbling, rumbling. So we're gonna go with the rumbling for that one. Best ending sequence. Okay, I'm not gonna read off the entire names again. Is uh, the same five anime that they voted for with everything. Everything is Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and a couple other ones. What what is this? Uh, I'm gonna go with why not spy family. I like the little wholesome ending. Yeah, there we go uh, Best score. Okay, this is a little bit more interesting even though it's the same anime again. What yo? Honestly, I'm, I'm gonna just say straight up like this is lacking heavily every category is the same stuff like is this a pay-to-play type of nomination what is this and we got attack on titan part 2 cyberpunk edge runners demon slayer made in abyss by family your boy kong ming uh for best score which would be musically Ooh, it's a toss-up again from the stuff that i've watched anyway but i did like a lot of the cyberpunk edge runners music that i heard i'm gonna give it a i haven't given cyberpunk edge runners one yet and i like the music there although i don't know how it compares to attack on titan demon slayer but for the sake of it cyberpunk for that one for me uh best film Bubble, Dragon Ball Superhero, Inu O, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, One Piece Film Red, The Deer King. Okay, I haven't seen The Deer King. I haven't seen Inu O, Bubble, just keeping it a buck. It looked gorgeous, but it put me to sleep. <laughs> uh, so we're left with DBS, JJK, and One Piece. And uh, JJK Zero, I loved it, but it felt like it was just a starter kit for Shonen. So uh, JJK Zero, I'm not really sure on that one. And between One Piece Film Red and Dragon Ball Super Superhero, I'm gonna leave it up to you. Tell me if if either of those would be your pick, which one would it be? Cause like I love them both for different reasons, and I felt like they were great for different reasons. My gut would say to go with One Piece Film Red just because I felt like the message was so strong, but at the same time the message in Superhero about you know wanting to be there for your kids and doing your best and whatnot was strong as well. So for me that one is tough. I'd say the Dragon Ball or One Piece. Best anime song, uh, Spy Family, Your Boy Kong, Ming, Kaguya-sama, One Piece Film Red, off rip. Or, damn, no, I don't know, rumbling. Ah, new Genesis are rumbling. New Genesis are rumbling. Ah! I'll let you decide on that one as well because I love both of them. Uh, but I really love. All I ever wanted to do was do right things. Yeah, I, I like rumbling. Uh, best director. Okay. Um, off rip again from the same five anime. I'm just, you see the list. I'm going with Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. The direction of that one takes it to new heights and uh, outdoes its manga counterpart. I'm going to speed things up now because, yeah, I didn't realize we have so much to go. Best main character of this list, I am going to roll with, for the time being, Aaron Yeager. Because at this point in the story, he was like Malcolm X to me. He was doing something insane, and I loved it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Aaron on that one. Best supporting character. Ooh, who we got? Who we got? We got Ai Hayasaka Kaguya-sama, Anya Forger. She's a support. I thought she was the MC. Okay, I guess Lloyd is the MC. Uh, Rebecca from Cyberpunk. Kage from Ranking of Kings. Tengen Uzui Demon Slayer Your Forger from Spy, Spy Family Got two nominated Yo this shit feels rigged as hell I don't care yo I'm gonna say it This is rigged as hell How many times you gonna put the same five anime and everything Rigged 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 And don't get me wrong These are some great titles But come on Stop And for this list I'm going to probably go with Kage from Ranking of Kings I really appreciated his character uh, Must protect at all costs character What What, what is this uh, Anya Boji Kage Komi Shoko Kotaro or Marin. Okay, uh, it would be from the first three. And protect Anya Forger. She's a little girl. Come on, protect her. Uh, best action uh, attack on Titan. Oh my god, Demon Slayer. Screw it, Demon Slayer. Best action. That action is peak. Uh, best comedy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> best drama. Okay, we got 86 in there. They're trying to shake it up a little bit. But let's go with Attack on Titan, I guess. I don't know. It's just the same series over and over. Best Fantasy, uh, Mushoku Tensei. Ranking, ranking of Kings over Mushoku Tensei. Uh, best Romance. Ooh, okay. For that one, I will go with Kaguya-sama Love is War. From what I've seen, I did appreciate the romance in it. Best VA Performance. Oh! 
Okay, uh, Jolene Kujo's voice was amazing. So I'm going to go with Fido's Eye from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Jolene. And best VA performance in English. Ooh, is there any of them that I actually watched and dub here? Uh, let's go with Zeno Robinson for Gamma 2. Shoutouts to Z- uh, Zeno Robinson. He-, he deserves that one. Giving it to you, fam. If it's up to me, you won. And yeah, people, those were the Crunchyroll Awards nominees. Let me know what you think. Personally, it feels rigged. That's just my opinion, though. Then next up, just a small update once again to reassure you that Hunter Hunter is out of Shonen Jump because yet again, it was reported that Hunter Hunter is once again not listed as absent in Weekly Shonen Jump's table of contents in issue number 8, 2023. Nothing is yet known regarding the continuation of the series, but yeah. Yeah, so just once again reaffirming that Hunter Hunter won't be returning to Shonen Jump. They're not listing it as absent like they always do when it's going on breaks. It's probably going to go to Jump Plus. I'm going to bet Jump Plus. That would be the smartest move. If not, put it in V Jump and put out some sort of Greed Island card game. It looks like Tagashi's been wanting to do that for a long time anyway. Think that would be big. But yeah, just wanted to say that for the last time. I don't think I'm going to be giving you guys any more updates until we get something like, Hey, Hunter Hunter is coming back this day to this magazine with this schedule but for now don't expect it in shonen jump then we got a couple of pieces of news for undead unluck and marshall undead unluck will be holding its third character popularity poll online to commemorate the third anniversary of the series a total of 100 chapters will also be free to read and the series will be releasing its latest volume 15 and a novel in february 3rd 2023 so a lot of things to expect for undead unluck and especially considering murmurings and rumors were circulating last year that it was ending and i think it's on its final arc as well right like yo everything's ending but yeah undead unluck will be holding its third character popularity poll and uh yeah go vote if you want and another piece of news for one of the shonen jump quote-unquote newbies even though it's been there for years now Marshall is teasing special projects to be revealed next week in weekly shonen jump issue number nine to commemorate the third anniversary of the series because Marshall and undead unluck came out like i want to say a few months apart they're like from the same era i'm interested to see when both of them get their anime what that era of jump looks like because right now we're in the demon dark era with jujutsu kaisen demon slayer chainsaw man all of that stuff when we get to that era it's gonna be interesting to see and it feels like they're trying to hold off as much as they can like yo we're doing other stuff but yo that's gonna come don't worry and if you're interested the results of jump 16th golden future cup will be revealed in weekly shonen jump issue number nine usually that's where authors will get either one shots or serialized and jump depending on who wins so if you're looking into that there you go next up i got some big news for jojo's bizarre adventure fans in particular regarding part nine we got more insight on it all of the above let's check it out jojo's bizarre adventure manga part nine the jojo lands teases a picture and its story this year's february issue of shueisha's ultra jump magazine revealed on thursday a picture and story tease for hirohiko araki's the jojo lands the upcoming ninth part of his jojo's bizarre adventure manga series the magazine teases that the story is about a boy who becomes very rich in the subtropical islands the manga will launch in the magazine march 2023 issue on february 17th araki's jojolian of course ended which was the eighth part of jojo's back in august 2021 and it debuted in ultra jump in may 2011 and the art that we got because they gave us a little preview of okay what the next jojo's is gonna look like i'm not gonna lie the art itself it looks i i guess i'm waiting to see more of like when we get it in color to see what the you know color design is gonna be like or whatnot but yeah i'm not really sure what to expect because i'm an anime only when it comes to jojo's i'm waiting until whenever part seven comes out but yeah the new jojo lands and that's the main character all right um it's a dope drawing but again i want to know more about what this jojo's is all about and either way this is the first look at jojo's bizarre adventure part nine's mc this is the new jojo's the one that's taking over after part eights was it joseph fumi i think that was his name might be totally off on that okay next up i wanted to put this out it is a call to action so to speak for all creators alike in the anime manga world or in general maybe you like anime and manga but you do something else and you want to come over here to Feneva news and talk about it i'm looking for you out there whoever you may be you could be a cosplayer you could be with your original stories maybe you got something going of like an 
original comic that you want to be put out there or you want to come over here, come up for an interview or whatnot. If you want to be featured in Forever News and potentially have even an interview up here, then please go on Twitter, put hashtag Forever News and show me what you got. Whatever it may be. Again, if you're working on an original manga, you're doing your own pieces of animation, you're a cosplayer, you're a content creator on YouTube, whatever it is, I'm going to be looking at who sends what and I'm going to be picking some people to be featured in Forever News for some interviews, some coverage, and just in general, I want to see some creatives up here. I want to see some dope stuff. And just to kick things off in this call to action, a creator that I wanted to spotlight today is Siobhan White, the creator of Max powers if you haven't heard about max powers it is a comic currently going on over on webtoons it is about a superhero really dope stuff a whole bunch of black characters a whole bunch of great storytelling very much so some of the best webtoons i have witnessed so far and i think you would really appreciate what he's been working on i believe he's going into his third volume now with the climax of one of the biggest battles so yeah highly recommend go to webtoons max powers comic check it out and uh yeah let me know what you think and once again call to action if you want to come up here for an interview you want to talk about whatever you got going on in the anime and manga world maybe you make merch maybe you're doing something unique hashtag for never news on twitter show me what you got and maybe you can make it up here and just in general let's have some fun okay next up small story but nevertheless i did want to cover it regarding nightwing's latest comic you're probably like yo Fenev, what why are you bringing this up well i thought it was very significant to say the least because apparently in the latest Nightwing comic after several years and there might have been other comics that did this but uh, the Teen Titans have finally become a part of the Justice League and I thought that was pretty significant it says the Titans now becoming the new Justice League and Guardians of the World is exactly what this person wanted for years to happen and apparently in Nightwing 100 one of the latest comics the Teen Titans have become the new Justice League that's very interesting and very dope because I was back in the days a big fan of Teen Titans Justice League justice league unlimited i've read some of the comics i loved the judas contract story that they did that they did like i believe it was a direct video or whatnot although it was probably better done in the actual animated series with the terror arc but nevertheless yeah teen titans have officially become the justice league and the new nightwing comic i would love to read some of that nightwing comic i need to look into that but yeah i thought it would be interesting for you to know attack on titans final season part Three. Now, a lot of us have been waiting for Attack on Titan to come to its close, right? It honestly feels to a certain degree like it ended a million years ago and somehow it's still going because the manga wrapped up a couple of years ago now, I want to say. Like, it's been quite a bit since the original story has ended and the anime has been taking its sweet time to end it. So much so that it's like, wait a minute, so it was already a couple of years ago that you announced Attack on Titan, the final season, and instead of it actually being the final season, where three parts deep and they're breaking it down and it's just been absolute chaos and to a certain degree it feels as though 100% I can say now that they're stretching and milking the release of this attack on titan season don't get me wrong it is 100% beneficial to you know put as much time as possible to make sure that the product is polished and all of that stuff but that whole hey this is the final thing is what makes you look at it like yo what are you doing like you could throw the argument maybe and compare it to a certain degree of like yo dog we had Naruto the last and then after that we had the Boruto movie and then after that we had Boruto, Naruto, Next Generation's anime. But a little bit different because those are different IPs. This has been saying the final season of Attack on Titan for how freaking long now. And we're still, you know what I'm saying? Checking the imaginary watch. I don't have my watch on. But we're still waiting. But I bring forth to you guys the details because we got a trailer alongside some insight into the finale of Attack on Titan. As well as Studio Mappa addressing something big that fans may be speculating about the release. Let's read. Attack on Titan final season part three anime set to premiere on march 4th and will be split into two halves and before we continue any further that is nuts my birthday is march 2nd march 3rd we have that theatrical release of demon slayer with the final two episodes of season two and the premiere of the swordsmith village arc and then the day after that we got attack on titan my presents for my birthday are coming a little bit late but we're getting them the time has come for the final arc yeah final arc okay of the attack on titan anime franchise with the official twitter account for the series revealing that attack on titan final season part three will begin its titanic japanese 
Cantonese broadcast in March. This part will be split into two halves with the first to start on March 4th and the second half to air within 2023. To get fans hype, a new trailer was released featuring scenes from the upcoming part. And before we jump into the trailer, let's re-examine this for a second. So we're probably going to get what, 12 and then 12 if they're going to do a 24 or are they going to just put like six and six? How is this going to go? It seems as though because there's still quite a bit of story left to be told, but I don't know if there's like 24 episodes worth of material. I'm imagining that Attack on Titans final season, final parts, part three, that's going to be divided into two, which again, they're at 100% milking this. And the crazy part about it is, is that similar to the Boruto situation, I can almost bet everything in the house that Attack on Titan is going to continue on with some sort of spinoff sequel down the road. If they are holding so tightly to Attack on Titan to the point that we are in 2023 and we're going into the final season part three that is going to be broken down into two halves they don't want to let this go because it is factual that attack on titan might be kodansha's biggest franchise of all time their biggest series their biggest property so they're not going to let it go away and this is another clear indication that dog they they stretching it again it'll benefit us down the road in terms of the quality of the episodes and all of the time that they could put into you know because they do use cg for the titans we could get a good product with this extra time but fam it feels like attack on titan it's been over for a while now why are we on the final season part Part three i think honestly just if they never would have went with this final season debacle i probably wouldn't feel any way i would have been like okay that was season five and season six you know so on and so forth but they were like nah dog it's the final and it's gonna take years to get through let's check out this trailer though let's go we're seeing a wall we're seeing young aaron Kurai. oh gosh and now we're seeing a massacre what the heck <laughs> the rumbling 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 we're seeing the mobile rumbling and this is all a boy's dream dog a boy has the right to dream even if it means the total annihilation of everything in the world to save his own people that was something else to say the least i gotta lie that was a nice little trailer little teaser to get people going and considering we're only what about a month and a half away from its premiere definitely some hype stuff the first half of attack on titan final season part 3's final arc again is scheduled to air on nhk general on march 4th at 12 25 a.m japan time so that'll probably be like what 10 30 ish in the a.m for us so that'll probably be around the morning ish to maybe noon on saturdays so looking at my calendar it seems as though attack on titan opposed to it being on sundays if it's coming out march 4th at 12 25 a.m we might be looking at friday noon for attack on titan coming out opposed to we've been having those sunday releases now that i'm looking at it very interesting and it says yuichiro hayashi will be returning to direct the next part at studio mappa and again the second part is scheduled for sometime in 2023 i'm gonna guess okay if we're getting this in march probably the next part will roll around in fallish so maybe attack on titan will end at the very end of 2023 but yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not a fan of this at all it feels like they've been dragged their feet on getting this thing out and don't get me wrong it's really dope that they're having this extra time for production time but geez louise it feels like this final part is never ending and the trailer looks dope i'm excited really cool late birthday present to myself but attack on titan come on final season let's be final with it and following that announcement about attack on titan final season part three being split up into two halves a lot of fans took to the internet very upset like yo dog we're dragging it and studio mappa addressed it. Let's read what they had to say. To all those who are looking forward to the TV anime Attack on Titan the final season conclusion arc, we're pleased to announce the release date of Attack on Titan the final season. Our initial goal was to broadcast the entire final season on March 3rd, 2023. However, in the process of production, the amount of work became much larger than expected, and after consulting with the committee members, we've decided to release the series in two cores. The first core and second core, we deeply apologize to those who have been looking forward to the completion of the anime in the conclusion arc. All of our employees and staff promise to devote our energies to the production of attack on titan until the very end so we hope you will give us a little more time we appreciate your continued support mappa and again i don't want to be completely like yo i just want it now because if they're going to put their best foot forward and give us the top tier quality in terms of this adaptation then also it is a good thing that we're giving them the time but i mean i'm just saying though like final season should have been finalized a long time ago but dope for mappa also addressing that as well because a lot of people are like yo 
I want to finish this bad boy. Next up, another massive story that has me a little bit shell-shocked right now, to be honest with you, because if you follow Forever News, we recently reported that Jujutsu Kaisen's Gege Akutami had kind of made a little bit of a remark. I want to say it was either at Jump Festa or in one of the author comments where they basically said they're trying to end it within about a year or so. Well, it seems as though in another author comment as recent as the next issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, once again, Gege Akutami Tommy, the author of Jujutsu Kaisen, doubled down. They were like, nah fam, you ain't believe what I was saying. We ain't pulling a Horikoshi, you know what I'm saying? There ain't gonna be no extensions here, lad. Yeah, it seems as though they're trying to end it somewhat ASAP. Let's read this one. Gegeaku Tommy, the mangaka of Jujutsu Kaisen, commented in the latest Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 8 that he hopes to quote-unquote finish the story within this year so once again Gegakutami is doubling down that they're trying to end Jujutsu Kaisen way sooner than later and it's kind of mind-blowing to be honest with you because for starters Jujutsu Kaisen is the number one selling manga year after year for the last two years in a row so already I'm looking at it well geez from a financial standpoint I understand sales have been going down for it with every volume because it peaked shortly before the film came out Jujutsu Kaisen Zero but at the same time I'm thinking to myself well damn again my heroes ending. Black Clover's on its final arc. Jujutsu Kaisen is going to end within 2023. One Piece is on its final arc. Granted, we understand One Piece will probably be on its final arc for many, many of moons to come. But nevertheless, it's like, what is Shonen Jump gonna do? Once those three powerhouses are gone, that's it for the big trio, so to speak, or quadruplets, I guess you would say, adding One Piece. But that's it for that generation of battle series. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff in Jump Plus, of course, and in V Jump. But in terms of weekly Shonen Jump, their mainstream biggest asset so to speak it's gonna be really dry come 2024 if they don't make waves to you know kind of rectify and get some new series like i'm expecting if this is truly the case if gege akutami is not pulling our leg and not gonna pull a horikoshi at the end of 2023 and say i tried my bad guys we could probably be seeing the finishing of this story within this year and that's going to be massively a blow to jump in terms of what's gonna happen so I'm expecting within 2023, Shonen Jump is going to try and throw out a lot of battle series with potential. It felt like last year, they kind of gave it a couple of shots with Ayashimon and stuff like that. And I believe Red Hood was Red Hood last year, the year before that. But they've tried and they haven't really been very aggressive with getting some of that classic battle Shonen stuff in there. I'm betting now with this announcement, with Tagashi being completely removed as well, you know, that whole Hunter Hunter return will be no more in Weekly Shonen Jump. They are probably going to be scrambling to a certain degree saying okay we're kind of losing everything how about some new blood but either way i'm wondering as well can everything be resolved within a year with jujutsu kaisen i mean i guess this culling game saga that we're in right now is gonna be the finale and we're also gonna see the inevitable fate of some characters and stuff like wow dog jujutsu kaisen's ending too <laughs> But also on the brighter side of things, because I like to leave you guys with a little bit of positivity, that also is a clear indication that 2023's Jujutsu Kaisen, you can probably expect it is going to be some of the best chapters we've ever had, because now's the time where Gege is going to try and, you know, close off plot threads and finish up character arcs and all sorts of stuff. So I'm expecting nothing but pure, absolute greatness coming into this year for Jujutsu Kaisen, but it's going to be the end. No! I guess comment what you think is going to happen with the ending and do you think Gege Akutami can get it done within 2023? This is still mind-blowing. What the hell? Okay, this one I found to be very interesting. If you've been following, you know I made a couple of videos already talking about AI is here and it's going to be a massive problem. There's going to be a lot of blowback from this, but it's also going to revolutionize in one form or another the anime and manga and just in general the literature and arts world because this is a big thing that is slowly but surely being implemented. I know a lot of card games, for example, famous card games that they use AI generators for the cards art. However, it seems as though for the time being, stuff like this is what's going to slow AI becoming a major thing right down in its tracks. Because one of the problems I feel rightfully so artists have with AI is with this new AI situation that basically you could write something and it creates it on the screen is the fact that it uses tons of different art in its archive 
drive to create these things. It's basically using your art, your art, your art in order to create these images. And a lot of people are like, well, we ain't getting paid for that. And that's our stuff. What are you doing? And it seems as though lawsuits are flying at AI already, which again, it's going to slow down its process. Moving forward, let's read this one. Getty Images suing the makers of popular AI art tool for allegedly stealing photos. Getty Images announced a lawsuit against Stability AI, the company behind popular AI art tools, Stable Diffusion, alleging the tech company committed copyright infringement. The stock image giant accused Stability AI of copying and processing millions of its images without obtaining the proper licensing, according to a press release issued Tuesday. London-based Stability AI announced it had raised $101 million in funding for open-source AI tech in October and released version 2.1 of its Stable Diffusion tool in December. Getty Images believes artificial intelligence has the potential to stimulate creative endeavors. Accordingly, Getty Images provided licenses to leading technology innovators for purposes related to training artificial intelligence systems in a manner that respects personal and intellectual property rights. Wait, so Getty Images was licensing their stuff to other AI it may not be this one though. Getty Images wrote in the statement, Stability AI did not seek any such license, okay yeah, from Getty Images and instead we believe chose to ignore viable licensing options and long-standing legal protections in pursuit of their standalone commercial interests. Getty declined to comment further on the suit to CNN but said it requested a response from the AI firm before taking action. Stability AI did not respond to CNN's request for comment. AI art and traditional media suppliers have struggled to coexist in recent months as computer-generated images now grow more available in advance using human created images and art as data training. Once only available to a select group of tech insiders, text-to-image AI systems are becoming increasingly popular and powerful. These systems include Stable Diffusion and Dolly from OpenAI. I don't want to participate at all in the machine that's going to cheapen what I do. Daniel Danger, an illustrator and printmaker who learned the number of his works were used to train Stable Diffusion, told CNN in October. Stability AI founder and CEO Ahmad Mustak told CNN Business in October via email that art is a tiny fraction of the Lion training data behind stable diffusion art makes up much less than 0.1% of the data set and is only created when deliberately called by the user yeah it sounds like they gotta pay up <laughs> it sounds like they're gonna have to pay up their one company in particular that already is going to see the ramifications of you want to use these images you gotta license them and I'd imagine the license was probably going to be astronomical and they were like yo we raised you know 101 million fam we don't want to pay that to the licenses and no, you gotta pay. <laughs> and I think that this is going to set a precedence of, well, for starters, AI and tech companies are gonna have to move more smarter and they're probably going to, and it's probably going to be inevitable because again, if Getty Images, they're not completely clean hands, so to speak, because they are licensing stuff to be used for AI learning programs and all that stuff. It's just that this one didn't pay for it. So Getty Images like, okay, I guess, you know, you're in the right to get that, you know, money, so to speak from them or have some sort of friction because, hey, they were using your stuff without paying but at the same time it's like yeah it's not like y'all taking a stand against ai images and ai software and stuff like that it's just y'all want y'all money so let's not go be like yeah getty you get them like they're still doing it up in other areas and last but not least i wanted to talk about this one right because right now when it comes to this season of anime the winter 2023 season there is a few titles that are massive and one of them in particular is villain saga season two now done by studio mappa formerly of course of wit studio studio and yeah it's popping off however the author took to twitter to address something that apparently they've changed a character and i believe removed some stuff regarding a character and well here's his response to it makoto yukimura said well for starters i just found out recently it seems that my english sentences are written like children well well i'm actually a human like a child so it's not a problem the subject matter must be clear or maybe i'm too conscious Thank you everyone for watching Villain Saga's anime. Einar's behavior in the anime is a little different from the description of the original. As a result of the director Yabuta's consideration of his heart more deeply than mine, he changed a little. I love that kind of change. I'm very happy that people other than me can expand on the world of Villain Saga. So basically, because if you haven't watched Villain Saga Season 2, there's a new character that was introduced that from Rip, he is suffering from some of the worst things you could imagine in the world. And it's kind of crazy that apparently in the manga, it was even 
even much worse than that. And also his behavior, the way his character is written, is slightly different as well. And based on what Yukimura is saying, it seems as though it's that the anime director kind of felt bad and was like, dog, he's going through so much. We got to make some little changes. Come on, man. We're beating him down every step of the way. So I respect that with the anime director feeling bad for the character. And Yukimura's like, ah, yes, I did abuse the living book out of that dude. Yeah, you could change that. Why not? I don't know. Vinland Saga Season 2 so far has been absolutely amazing and I have no complaints. I have not read the original source material, but I think it's doing just fine. It's great. I'm loving it. Yeah, shout out to Yukimura also being open to, hey, if they play with certain aspects of the series, so long as, you know, I approve of it, I'm fine with it. And it seems as though, yeah, there's a little change in one of the characters, but and the saga is amazing in season two so far is off to an incredible start well in case you haven't heard murmurings a lot of massive titles from kodansha's manga library that have been licensed over here in the west so that you can read them legally with official really you know cleaned up translations and timely manners when the chapters drop over there in japan we usually get it within the same day within the same time more or less and whatnot like that has been a very big deal that kodansha's mangas such as eden zero fairy tale think about whatever they have over there there is a lot of it that has been readily available upon release over there in japan over here in the west however due to some massive change pretty much all of that is going to be seemingly going away and you're no longer going to be able to legally read a lot of massive manga and a lot of people are very upset by that and so that you have a little bit more clarification on exactly which titles are going let me just read you exactly what it says so that we have no miscommunication and we understand exactly what's about to happen and also keep in mind again i'm going to tell you why i feel like this isn't a bad move and things is about to be really good kodansha removes 16 manga titles from crunchyroll on january 31st crunchyroll announced on thursday that it will remove a number of kodansha usa publishing manga titles from its platform on january 31st the majority of the titles are also ones that will be affected on the azuki manga service following a decision from kodansha crunchyroll will remove the following kodansha titles a sign of affection Okay, I don't read that one. Cardcaptor Sakura Clear Card. I mean, I haven't watched or read Cardcaptor Sakura in eons, but I'm sure there's some fans that might be disappointed. I'm not too sure about a sign of affection. I think that's actually big. I've heard people talk about it. Uh, Drifting Dragons, another one I'm unfamiliar with. Eden Zero, right there off rip, and I want to throw the argument that that's probably the biggest title that is about to be affected by it. Eden Zero, the latest manga from the creator of fairy tale Hiro Mashima, is one of the biggest titles that we get simultaneously release over there in japan and over here in the west with crunchyroll and whatnot so the fact that they're going to be removing eden zero that's a very big deal because even if eden zero isn't the biggest seller per se volume wise it's still one of the most popular and the anime is huge but eden zero is like wow that's a very big title hiromashima is a major player in the manga scene so off rip if there's anything that affects me i'm not per se caught up with eden zero but always having that option of i could read eden zero legally readily available it's a very big bummer then going down the road fairy tale that's more of a reread at this point because fairy tale's been over for some time so i'm not that broken up about it because it's like it's been over for a bit and it's not like i'm waiting around for any updates on it although if it was fairy tale 100 years quest that was affected by it then i could see that being a problem and maybe you could throw the argument like as a service that definitely destroys whatever manga service Crunchyroll was running with then they got farewell my dear kramer never heard of it fire force back catalog wise likewise with fairy tale fire force is going to be a big blow because you know fire force had a massive fan base and if they got another season of the anime coming at some given point yeah the, where are you gonna read fire force at i guess you gotta go buy the volumes and we got inspectra not familiar with that one space brothers i've seen some people very upset about space brothers leaving the platform that time i got reincarnated as a slime is that a manga adaptation of the anime or vice versa i know that one's a massive one as well ghost in the shell the human algorithm i've never even heard of that one but i'm kind of interested the world of summoning to your eternal Eternity? Oh god, I didn't know that they had that one. That's another very big one. Bummer. Topu GP, UQ Holder. That was a big one. I think that was a spinoff of Negima, if I'm not mistaken. And Wave, listen to me. In addition, Kodansha issued a statement to Crunchyroll saying that it is suspending Simuldub updates due to changes in its Simuldub distribution program and adding that it will have announcements regarding Simulpubs in the coming months. Kodansha will end distribution of Simulpub chapters on Azuki beginning on January 16th. On January 31st, Previous Simul Pub chapters from Kodansha's titles will be removed on the service. Azuki stated that this is a policy change on Kodansha's end that affects all of the platforms.
platforms they distribute on. Azuki confirmed with Anime News Network that other chapters, including early non-simulpub chapters of some of the series listed, as well as non-simulpub series, will remain on the service. Now, I'm going to tell you right here why I think that this isn't necessarily the worst move possible, and that's that more than likely what's happening is Kodansha saw wait a minute shonen jump has been establishing a foothold in the digital manga arena over there in the west for like what four years now has it been four years shoot i think they launched that at the end of 2018 yeah like yo we going on five years that shonen jump has been readily available that people have been paying the dollar two dollars a month for the service they've been slowly but surely building over here while kodansha all of their manga have been pretty much stuck on crunchyroll and i'll be very honest with you like i've never been that gung-ho about going over to the Crunchyroll manga app. Oftentimes it would crash and I'd have to relaunch it and stuff like that. Like their app wasn't the greatest and the marketing wasn't great around it. Like just in general, it felt like despite the fact that all these titles existed on there, it's very few and far between of people that were actually going to read them over there. They were reading those translations, but on other services. And most of the time they don't benefit the manga industry of where they're being read at. So Kodan's probably looked at it like, you guys aren't doing nothing with it. We're not building anything they're probably going to come with a rival to jumps app over here in the west probably by the end of this year i'm imagining if not next year for sure we're gonna probably get the big kodansha manga app and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Because again, one, I don't really go on the Crunchyroll app. And if Kodansha really invests to make this app with all the titles, you know, back catalog stuff of things you've always wanted to read. Alongside the big updates of Eden Zero, To Your Eternity, back catalogs of Fairy Tale and Fire Force. This could be a very big thing. And it feels like if anything, Crunchyroll and this Azuki service has kind of maybe been hindering Kodansha's titles from exploding in the digital avenues and stuff like that. You got to think about it like at some given point. As things progress, Jump will be the only one in town. Jump will be the only game in terms of a major digital distribution of manga in the West. And yeah, what's going to happen with everything else? And I know you're probably thinking, okay, even if they decide to go down the same route as Shonen Jump with creating their own digital platform over here in the West, do they even have the catalog? Do they have the titles that is really going to be able to sell a platform like what Shonen Jump does? Because Jump has One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, you name it they have some big titles well off the top of my head here's some titles that is gonna probably make you think okay wait a minute maybe this kodansha platform ain't such a bad idea after all because they have attack on titan tokyo revengers fire force fairy tale fairy tale 100 years quest eden zero raid master hajime no ippo to your eternity seven deadly sins four nights of the apocalypse ajin alita blame parasite the maxim vagabond kindaichi Great Teacher Onizuka, Blue Lock, Vinland Saga, Noragami, Witch Hat, Nagatoro, Space Brothers, Flowers of Evil, Orient by the creator of Magi. No, it's not Magi, and Magi's not there, sadly. Shaman King, Inuyashiki Classic, Initial D, Mysterious Girlfriend X, School Rumble. And again, these are just a few off the top of my head alone. Not to mention that they got stuff coming. They got Gachi Aquita rolling. They got Go Go Ranger Reject. They got a lot of different titles that can easily sell and make a platform that'll be very much so viable and palatable. I mean, if they make an attack on Titan or a Tokyo Revenger spinoff of any sorts already right there, that'll sell it alone. So yeah, they, they, they've got the catalog to create a rival to Shonen Jump very much so it's just a matter of utilizing what they got and creating their own in-house infrastructure of course essentially that would mean that jump has a monopoly and that stronghold kodansha coming in that would be healthy now again not to say anything about like because jump's prices have been great and jump has been giving us you know the chapters and all that stuff so i'm not here to shade what jump has been doing in the west because i gotta applaud them i feel like they've made massive strides from the days of us getting the physical magazine and we're like 200 chapters away from the japanese release we've gotten and we've come a long way but yeah i feel like kodansha coming in might push them to make moves quicker like for example it was for the longest time that you couldn't even read hunt the hunter despite of course them having all those chapters on the jump app it wasn't until hunt the hunter returned this time around that they finally put a lot of the back catalog of hunt the hunter chapters that you could read now with kodansha if they start you know making some moves they get some big titles you know when gachi akuta starts getting an anime and stuff like that all of those big titles now can lend itself to allowing to make a big 
platform that could possibly rival jump and push jump to make other moves again pricing wise it'll also help to probably keep jump at bay if they're over there like you know let's just say they start off at 99 cents i think the jump app right now has jumped up to three dollars if i'm not mistaken now it's 2.99 to keep jumps price from you know just completely going off the chains and honestly yeah it's disappointing right now because as it stands for the foreseeable future until kodansha makes their next move eden zero and a lot of other manga that are currently ongoing won't have updates any longer so definitely i completely understand the downside in that aspect but if kodansha comes out swinging with this big app with all these back catalogs and you could read you know all of tokyo revengers all of these manga all in one place for free for a small fee of a dollar or two a month i say absolutely i'm here for it so i'm trying to look at the bright side of things it might right now seem a little grim that all of these manga are going away by the end of the year if not by next year for sure i am willing to bet kodansha is about to come and shock everyone and bring the rival to shonen jumps app and I'm here for it. I think healthy competition will breed for a better product and better service on both ends anyway. But I'm extremely curious what you guys think about this whole debacle. How do you feel about basically all of these manga getting taken off the service? Are you disappointed? Are you upset? Again, I feel like for the most part, a lot of people haven't been reading on there anyway to justify it. So Kodansha is probably looking at it as well as like, yo, how is Jump doing all of that with their titles? Meanwhile, we're just on Death's Door over there on Crunchyroll and their little relic of a freaking section for manga. It's like they've been focused on anime anyways and this azuki service you probably never even heard it and if you did you're one of the very few it's not really making moves for them so i understand from a business aspect and again i think down the road this is going to be beneficial for all of us i'm trying to see the bigger picture and the bigger picture is we might get a kodansha app that'll give us a whole other avenue of manga and maybe even blow some of them up because now people will have easy access readily available of all these manga with a little bit of marketing sprinkled in there we could have some and let's jump into the weekly shonen magazine Zine author comments, none from Weekly Shonen Jump this week. It might have been on break. Let's take a look. We got Yusuke Nomura, author of Blue Lock. I want to go see the menu. I had plans to, but it's already no longer in theaters. Is that a new movie? I feel like I haven't heard about it at all. Or maybe I have. I don't know. Uh, we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, Fairytale 100 Years Quest. Happy New Year. Hope to have your support this year too. You already know it, big dog. We got you. We holding you down out here in these streets. Uh, we got Kei Urana, author of Gachi Aku. I look forward to choosing a song to pump myself up while working, but as soon as I do, I get deflated and feel empty. Keep going. Keep moving forward. You're good. You got to put that work in. You got this, dog. Uh, then we'll close this one off because it's a very short one with George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. Flying with a Piranidon during New Year's. No idea what a Piranidon is, but yeah, you go, George Morikawa. Yeah. And let's close this bad boy off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of jose underscore k and we got places 50 through 41 to start off with and if i'm not mistaken minus two volumes we've got nothing but a blue lock hype train that is rushing through like a storm because uh, aside from places 47 and 48 blue lock is tearing it up volume 4 5 3 2 17 1 15 16 yeah blue locks anime is clearly making this manga go through the freaking roof with sales because it's crazy and all of them did about 22 to 23 thousand copies a piece so yeah whatever episode recently aired or whatever is going on in the manga uh it got people very very hyped to go and run out and get them also shout outs to kaguya sama at 48 uh, with the final volume doing another 22,000, almost 200K before leaving the top 50 for the final volume. Then we got places 40 through 31 with, let's see, more blue lock, a whole bunch of blue lock. Jeez Louise, aside from Windbreaker at number 40, yet again, blue lock, 23,000, 24,000 apiece for volumes 18, 19, 12, 20, 10, 11, 9, 14, 8. Wow, like people really loving them some blue luck, huh? Not much to say there. Uh, so let's hop on over to places 30 through 21. Blue Lock yet again occupying places 30 through 28. Wow. Blue Lock clearly, it's the new sports series, hands down. Like, there's no debating it anymore. Like, what's going to replace Haikyuu? What's going to replace Kuroko? Well, Kuroko been replaced by Haikyuu, but you get the point. Yeah, Blue Lock is here, and it is swinging hard body. Then moving forward, we got places 27 and 26 with Chainsaw Man Volumes 3 and 4, selling 26000 a piece with 1.2 mil a piece, roughly. At 25, Spy Fam. Family's latest volume, volume 10, another 26,000, bringing its total to 1. 
1.5 million sales. Jeez Louise. I mean, yeah, it's been out since October, but that's still massive sales. Then we got a 24 Chainsaw Man again, Volume 2, with 1.335 mil. Gotta have that power up in there, you know what I'm saying? We got Sose no Onmyoji, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that Twin Star Exorcist? Uh, with 26,000 in five days. Not bad, almost 27. Then we got Chainsaw Man Volume 1 at 22 with another 27,000 this week bringing it to 1.4 mil. I remember a few months back it was crazy that it was Chainsaw Man 2 that was the highest seller but Chainsaw Man 1's volumes people are running out and grabbing that bad boy because obviously the anime success and just in general Chainsaw Man is damn near inescapable on social media but then we got the top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 at number 10 the latest volume from the Elusive Samurai volume 9 in 5 days 32.8 K, I believe that's from the same author as Assassination Classroom. And while sales aren't major right now, you know, I guess it's one of those things where we'll see what the anime does. And this one kind of shocked me quite a bit that Volume 9 of Witch Watch, which must have started right around the time as Elusive Samurai, actually outsold Elusive Samurai with this one with 34.2K. So they might start putting a little bit more of importance into promoting Witch Watch and making sure that it actually gets to where it's trying to go. At number 7, the first Slam Dunk Resource. 36000 this week, 302 k Okay, I actually really want to see what the heck is going on with this film that is pushing it. Like, I get it. Slam Dunk, one of the highest selling manga of all time. All of that stuff. But fam, I thought with that movie it was not going to turn out well. And I'm here to admit... I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Slam Dunk is, yeah, that movie must have did something great for fans, and I'm not that averse to checking it out uh, because it's clear as day fans really love it, so there got to be something special in there, right? Uh, then at number six, yet again, still in the top 10 and since October 4th, Chainsaw Man Volume 12, 38,000 this week, bringing his total to 760k. My goodness, the fact that it's still in the top 10 astronomical at number five the latest volume from don the don volume eight in five days 65.8 k don the don still doing big things and when that anime comes it's gonna probably get something close to how chainsaw man is right now because don the don is a wild ride and he also came up under tatsuki fujimoto at number four jujutsu kaisen's latest volume 21 with 66k this week bringing its total to 1.3 mil kind of crazy man jujutsu kaisen ending in 2023 i don't want it to end <laughs> then at number two, Roroni Kenshin Hokkaido Arc Volume 8 in five days, 95,000 sales. Definitely gearing up for the big anime reboot and all of that stuff. But coming in at number one with a very interesting cover because normally you would expect that, yo, they're going to really try and push and they're going to have all of the main mascot, most popular characters as the cover. But Chainsaw Man Volume 13 has a character that is not necessarily a main character per se on the cover, which is kind of interesting. And also in five days, the 284,000 copies already. And it's kind of nuts that the last volume that came out in October hasn't even left the top 10 yet. And we already got another one. Chainsaw Man, it may not be the biggest seller in terms of per volume because realistically the highest volume is only at 1.5. 4 million sales but the fan base is seemingly steadily growing it's strange because it feels like it's the most biggest thing in the world but the sales per volume aren't that extravagant yet i'm guessing with time these things will be at four and five million but yeah chainsaw man debuting at number one again everything with that ip has been nothing but a success so hats off to fujimoto and shueisha for getting it done but yeah people that was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week very blue locky and chainsaw manny <laughs> but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed i'm for world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life man. have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of whatever news have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell to get more. Yeah! I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd, unique. Yet I'm so unique. And you're looking at me. If the wolves could talk, they would probably be weak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.